What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to this episode of Split Screen D&D, the place where we're attacking all things Dungeons & Dragons. Ooh, look at that. From both sides of the screen. My name's Tom Quinn, resident Dungeon Master here at Modern Myth. And I'm Josh Winans, resident player character here at Modern Myth. And we're going to be diving into this one today. We are talking about the illusion of choice. And if you are not already familiar with... Uh, with this phrase being coined, uh, it's not a new one in the D&D space, I think. Um, but if you're not familiar with it, get ready to be familiar with it. And if you are, um, let's get after that. But first, hey, Internet, man, you guys are amazing every week, every episode, and continually to astound, and uh, I love it. So if you could hit that like button, it really helps appease the algorithm. Uh, comment. Man, the comments are amazing. I think I love reading the comments. Even if I don't agree with everything, I just love reading it. Yep. Hit the subscribe. Hit the notification. And uh, also, there's the the share. Hey, you know, if you're talking about something that you think would be interesting in your in your hobby group, please share it with your friends. And last, surely not least, if you'd like to directly help make these episodes happen, check out us at patreon.com slash modmyth. Man, he is getting damn good. Woo! Scary good, Ugh. scary good, scary good. All right. Um, no, I think I, I I think let's dive into this. I actually don't know who in the context of TTRPGs or Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, coined this uh, phrase. But I guess I think this is probably a good one to start by defining. Yes, um, yes, and please. I guess I would define the illusion of choice, and I think this has implications on both the DM and the player side. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory. I think most people are, but in the ways in which it might manifest, might be, might be, um, might catch people off guard. Um, I think it's effectively when, when any system, um, and we'll, like I said, we'll be framing this within the scope of fifth edition, but I think it actually applies uh, well outside of that space. But when any system um, gr grants you what appears to be options that don't actually manifest as options. Yep. They they manifest... Well, I shouldn't say don't manifest as options. I think in sure. a lot of cases, this is... I'm just going to say this is used incorrectly, or it's a misnomer to say illusion of choice, because oftentimes, uh, and this would kind of lead us right into it, if you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oftentimes, I think a finger is pointed at uh, the character creation process, and this yeah. is generally pointed at options heavy systems which i was not my first thought when people were talking about the illusion of choice but looking into it a little bit that does I, seem I think, people are i think go. it's uh well I, I can say this i know that at least uh someone else who has touched on the the topic um uh over at taking 20 mm -hmm. um talking about their gripes with illusion of choice with pathfinder 2e um i i no Pathfinder 1E well enough that I'm not going to talk about it in detail <laughs> on this uh, on this Let show. But I yeah. I do not know 2E. Right. But, but uh, I I have seen what uh, he's had to say on, and there's a number of people who have spoken uh, in this right. space. But I think the finger gets pointed a lot of times at at uh, any system that's handing players all of these choices. You mm -hmm. know, lots of feats, lots yep. of racial abilities, yep. lots of you know all just uh, all sorts of options. Um, and so I think it's a bit of a misnomer there because there clearly isn't an illusion of choice. There's many choices. Right. I would postulate that 
The illusion is that all of those choices are viable, okay. are interesting, and are are allowing a character to become more dynamic through those choices as opposed to there are a select number of those options yeah. that that are so obviously stand out yes. from the rest that that it's only natural that people who are building with any eye towards optimization right. and i don't i'm not even saying you have to be min maxing your character just yes. any eye towards optimization yeah. um is going to have a really hard time not going right. like ooh well i took this and it works so good with this yep. and now you're off to the races yeah, so yes. um that's where i think it it starts there's plenty yeah. i want to say on the dm side but i actually think you and i uh don't necessarily see eye to eye on the character space. So I not I, as much. Yeah, uh, which I, I want to hear. I want to hear your thoughts on. And that. I want to say this, uh, being from the min maxer, that I read the guides. You know, I know all the the, the colors. You want to go for the gold and the light blue and fuck the red. Uh, but that being said, I don't think you can't do like. Uh, I think even the, the the guides are like this isn't optimal. Do whatever you want, right. but this isn't optimal. I think that's really true. In the f- uh, we're, in, we're I'm talking five e, yeah, and I think that's really important. I can't really speak to other things. Uh, I think you can create whoever you want, and they can be effective. Are they going to be as like if I made a fighter and I went Goliath fighter? That's a that's a, that's a beautiful match right there. So much. Yeah, I know, right? I freaking love Goliath. But if I went, mm, I'm going to go Gnome Fighter. That is not optimal. Right. But there's some fun things I could do with that, and I could make that character viable. Is Now, will I get that um, as many plus pluses, or will I? Maybe not. But I don't think that it's stopping you. And I think the big reason why, and you've hinted at this before, and it kind of just came to me actually uh, like moments before, is in 5e, the, the, the Fangs of Death, have been chiseled down. And because of that, that opens up a lot of options. You don't have to worry, oh, I'm not the most optimal thing, therefore I will die. Not so much. You can be suboptimal and probably survive and still have a good time doing it. Yeah, okay. I I, uh, I will grant that I think uh, ob- objectively the fact that those types of guides can exist mm-hmm. and that virtually everyone can look at it and be like that is clearly the best option yep um i i guess i guess that is in that context the illusion the illusion will only persist so long as the player will like it only becomes an illusion of choice if the player is disallowing themselves to to take options that are, I mean, there's all, yeah. there's there's also plenty of feats and That's abilities say, that can, people go like, uh, you know, I mean, I know what like weapon master's so. gotten really ri- ripped on, but you know, no kidding, it's, weapon proficiencies, uh, congratulations, yeah, just like whoop de doo. But but the the thing <laughs> is, is I mean, I I think you're absolutely right. Is if you're willing to forsake, uh, like I said, not even min maxing, but even optimization, and and I might even go, I'm I'm not sure what the what the if you were creating a hierarchy of how intent you are on having a powerful character there has to be some step between optimized and still pretty good like suboptimized you know or you're well, intentionally you're intentionally taking like like if you like made a character a where you character where you're, kind of a thing well yeah yeah so 
I, I mean, uh, you know, there's something in there where where you're just more interested in designing the exact character you have right. in your mind, uh, and and the strength of those abilities be damned. You know, it's yeah. Um, but like, so let's say you take the the gnome fighter, which I think there is a one person who made a comment like gnome is by far his favorite race. So I don't want to say anything bad about gnomes. Gnomes are a great a great race. Yep. But um, I'm trying to remember who that was. Yeah, who was that? Because he like might have been Joe top Steph. five races was all those basically, yeah. but it was good. Yeah, well, it was, yeah, it was all the all the little folk, and, yeah. and actually a really insightful comment coming off of that too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it might have been Joseph, but I I'll, I'll yeah yeah yeah. But if, if I'm gonna rectify that, and I'm I'm gonna drop it in the yeah in the yeah. comments yeah or in the uh, do better, man. No. I will do better. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, like you can make up for. So if you take a gnome fighter, which may not be optimal, you can you can take feats and you can take ASIs and you can like hunt out like you could still make a really bomb fighter even if like however if you do chose like you know what I'm gonna make a gnome fighter that's highest is I'm trying to think of like what uh, intelligence I can't think of a fighter right. that uses making it. decks and strength your dumb stats yeah just, basically you know, like yeah like okay. intentionally trying uh, to okay then you have clearly not chosen the right class like you're you're wanting to build something that's not a fighter and right. that's i mean you, i mean you can't fix stupid right i mean <laughs> well i i would say i think that that uh there there's interesting opportunity in there if you're doing like a roll down the line mm-hmm. where you don't aren't choosing where all those scores go oh, gosh, and like yeah. maybe you're fully intent and you're just like well i don't have a great strength or a great dex but i have a serviceable one and i really want to play a fighter and it's going to be like it's you know i'm like yeah. that squire style you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. I'm, he's building, I'm, he's I'm, into I'm gonna it. be a good fighter like someday that. you know i mean like there's fun stuff you can do with it i i like I said, I can absolutely see why someone would point the finger and go, "This a a system that has a thousand choices, mm-hmm. but only two hundred of them are great choices." Yeah, I can see. I no, and I agree. Get, when you when you say feats, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of feats that I'm like, why oh, would feats you ever especially, take that? Yeah. yeah, feats especially. Uh, and for that, you know. For that reason, I get a hundred percent why why people are are pointing at them. Yeah. Um. But you know, uh, it it's a it's a, a it's a dirty move to turn my 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 disgruntled nature with five E's lethality uh, on me. But I I I mean one hundred percent. I think you know, if ever there was a space to explore a character that isn't optimized, it's just because it's an interesting character to you and you want to. You want to be able to tell that story and and see see it through. Yeah. Maybe even making the character knowing like the odds of me dying are higher than probably many of my companions. Yeah. But let's see what happens. It. I mean, it's 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 five e, no doubt. I mean, yeah. it's you know, I mean, there, there might be other systems that or would be great canvases for that. But um, yeah, I think. I mean, I think especially given what I've said about the the filed teeth yeah. of of fifth edition. Um, I, I would, okay. I would, uh, I would grant that, that nod that, uh, that if there is an illusion, it is because it's being perpetuated by the player as they're building their character yeah, and the community. Um, like, cause we love, like, we love looking up our guides. We love knowing what's, oh, how 100%. many like top five races for classes. Like, I mean, there's right. so many of these things. Out well, there. and I think there are, there are entire channels that have dedicated themselves and to that, that are great channels That's because I watch yeah. them and they're great, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it's like I think it's only natural when you are handed 
masses of information as a human being to aggregate that information and yeah. go, I want to hierarchically sort this into yes. things I consider to be good right. working my way down. Um, and generally speaking, uh, especially mechanically speaking, yeah. there's, there's really never a mechanical reason to intentionally not optimize. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of RP reasons. There's all sorts of yeah. uh, thematic and narrative, and there's a, bu- a bunch of reasons you might want to go that direction. But um, so as a, as well, a kicking off point, and I was I, I mean I I thought we were going to lock horns on that a little bit more. Well, but, uh, but uh, what about this? That your uh, actions uh, going off the build. Uh, I was uh, uh, I don't uh, can we shall we say the video that you sent me? I don't want to like. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I mean, some some of this conversation was coming off of uh, Dungeon Crafts. Yeah, Dungeon Crafts. And to he, shout out to Profession, uh, Professor Dungeon Master, yeah. great channel. I, yeah, I mean, I've just watched I, a couple of his stuff, I, and he's he's good, dude. Yeah, I one, like him a lot. One hundred percent. Anyone who's hearing it here, they've never even heard of like like they're hearing it first from us because you know we're definitely the guys who are just cluing them into that yeah, you know? no no, uh, no doubt you've all. already heard of professor yes. dungeon master and you already love uh, his content yeah. over there but uh, big shout out to him yeah he made the the comment that like well it's all an illusion right cuz no matter what you want the plus 5 and it doesn't even matter what system you're using you're going to be going for the plus 5 in your main stat and then your proficiency basically no matter what system you are it, it equates to that same idea and he's saying like it's a negative and I'm seeing that as a positive. Well, this might be a, a and I might be misinterpreting what I heard, but no, that's well, what I was. Hearing. I, I was just going to say, just as you're saying that, I I don't know that uh, I don't know that that the illusion of choice is a pejorative. I'm not sure that it inherently is. I'm mm. just I think it's more an ignorant, and I'm not I'm not trying and to, that might be true. I'm he not trying be. to frame uh dungeon crafts take on it yeah you know um but kind of you know i i think i think he's not wrong he's that's not clearly, clearly that's your point or that or that's your I, I should say yeah that's your goal is to achieve that right um and and so in that regard it's not like by choosing a different class you actually have a different life path, a different goal so that you're, you're still striving trying towards. to get. That you're yes. trying to get that same mechanical boon. Um, but I see that as a positive. Uh, well, I'm I'm sure it's a there. It's got two edges. I'm sure. Okay. So you know, do you, it's kind do of you, what's your uh, what? Do you have a position on that? Um, well, I I can say that I think uh, even if it was, you know, one oddball class here, obviously. Uh, the balance implications of having a nucleation That's, point, which is yes. you are just a total noob. You've never, you've, you've never adventured. You never, and you start picking, you know, you start earning your class and working your way out from there. Um, I mean, sign me up for the system where every one of those prog- progression chains looks unique and different like how cool would that be like as a fighter right it's this unique experience of leveling through fighter and you're you know like you may you may be let's say the fighter really is your traditional stat block kind of yeah whereas a sorcerer like you would look at their sheet and go like what the hell is this i can't even read this sheet it's that different in reality that's really probably what should be i mean how different is it swinging a sword from channeling the arcane arts right obviously you have to temper that with 
game develop uh, game designers trying to balance a system. Yes, and that's why I and, think it is. Yeah, but I I think I think to his point, and I guess I would hold the same point, good or bad. The the illusion that a fighter, when you strip away all of the the glitz and the glam, all you have is the skeletal animatronics, yeah. weird, creepy Chuck E. Cheese kind of backdrop behind it. The number crunch is almost identical. Yes, and and to some extent, it's an illusion that you're a fighter, and it's an illusion that they're a sorcerer. The spell book, I think, does yeah, help, I was about to help say, with spell that. Spell book definitely helps. Uh, yeah, we but, could do like fighter and, and rogue or yeah, something. There are there are plenty of classes that are less different. Right, right, right. Um, but so I I think I think I kind of stand on the fence about it. I don't think it's inherently a bad thing because I I I get that that you have to try and find a balance yes. that allows players to step into the shoes of character they want to play. Yeah. Without the the damage you would do with that my my alternate you know utopian yes. system that's is you hand it to a community and pretty soon the guides are coming out and there's yeah, one class yep. that is clearly they unbalanced found that one combination and then every like then no one else is going to be anything else yeah well and it if they are like that sets such fertile ground for an even more dangerous illusion of choice yeah that's um, true that's so it. I, it's but but so I, I mean, like I said, I, I don't consider it a bad thing yeah. by any means, um, but I think from a game design standpoint, any anybody who's just looking at the hard and fast numbers, that isn't going like, I wouldn't mind if this was a little more different, uh, you know. Well, I think yeah, like you said, I think the spell book does that to a degree. I don't know. I just come back to the the balance because yeah. again, like you're saying, like uh, I'm not the best optimizer by any stretch of the imagination. But five uh, E is pretty well balanced. I feel that yes, but like right now, we we shit on Ranger. Like everyone shits on Ranger. It's what everyone does. It's not that bad, and especially like go Gloomstalker. But I mean, even just just Gloom Ranger isn't day. that bad. Okay, uh, but like we shit on it because we but know Ranger's that bad in comics. Rangers is not that bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm not yeah. gonna go because yeah, there yeah. are some really bad things about it. But it's really not. And like we oh we shit on it now when it's really quite well balanced. Like really, it it will hold up just fine. If you play a ranger, you're gonna have a good time. Nothing like right. everything's fine. Imagine if you made that worse. Oh no doubt. Like no. then like yeah. 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 I I mean I think the damage you could do to a system in like flying too close to the sun by going like oh I'm gonna have this system where everything's yes. so you know. Uh, so I, like I said, I I get why the this the th they are structured the way that they are, and I think it's the lesser of two evils yes. for sure. Um, no, yeah, you know, I but, can't see those. But. but but I think that I think that uh, like when you were first approaching that topic, it seemed <laughs> that you were. Uh oh, uh -oh. here we go, here we go. <laughs> no, it's uh, oh 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 <laughs> three. There might be one more. I, I make no guarantees. Right. There should be a drinking game about that. It, it, it's uh, anytime Josh sneezes, pour a shot. <laughs> you are guaranteed. You're gonna at least you're three. gonna like this show a hell of a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, I think that uh, like I think uh, I got the impression that you were kind of approaching that topic 
as if the illusion of choice was inherently a bad thing. Yeah. In fact, I think I and I almost wish that we had framed this topic a little more broadly just into the illusions we hold at the table because I think there's many illusions that we perpetuate. Um right. I, I don't want to go down that road because we're too late. We're yeah. too far into this, but yeah, but, yeah. but the idea that like you know, we said it in the 5A video like so what? If that is the case, uh-huh. I've I've never seen uh, my players go like it's just such an illusion here as they're looking through all of the options. Like right. you know, like and and I think that given enough time, though, I think that will bubble to the yes, surface. If yes. you made a thousand characters, yes. How many of them are truly going to be unique from one another in right. terms it, of well, it wouldn't take that many, but yes, yeah. right, right, and but but I think that there's certainly enough to to play with there, and and this I, I would say even extends beyond um, beyond the the fifth edition space to yes. to any options heavy system. Yeah, I think I think it's very likely it's it's part of the design challenge of handing players a bunch of options that need to all maintain balance over time as new ones release. Uh, I, I, I have no idea how many people uh, that are watching this. I haven't, I haven't played uh, Magic the Gathering in oh, eons. Gosh. Uh, yeah. But I, I will say, like, when you consider the number of cards that are in circulation, and obviously for, for official play, they limit, they limit those sets. But when you consider the amount of balance that has been mm. uh you know because effectively every card could kind of be a feat or could kind of be a an ability or could kind of you know when you consider that there's i have no I, i'm gonna ballpark a number but it's it's way wrong I, this is how long i've been out of the game but you know thirty thousand maybe something okay. like you know yeah, i mean yeah. like uh it's probably way more than that now but right um you know unique uh printings um like that's a major, a monumental task to try to keep all of those pieces mm. in balance. Um, yeah, no kidding. Jeez. The 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 interesting thing about D anD D is I actually think it it it's such it's so lenient because it's a cooperative experience. Yeah, if it was competitive, that shit would be rooted out oh, like that very quickly. You yes, know, sir. Yes. and here's the other thing: is if it was competitive, how frequently would you ever not min max? Oh yeah, that's, it's, it's again the survival is so huge. You, yeah, all it is is you survive. Yeah, not hey, did I make some character? Did I discover who I was as a character? No, who gives a crap? Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think there's there's yeah. that aspect. You of know, what makes me sad because Magic: The Gathering took off, man. You know what card game I was into? Oh, dude, you are gonna you're gonna spark the fucking comments of you're gonna go go do it. No. Say it. No, say it. No, all right. Say so it. So he is in the Magic Gap, which from a, I was into Star Trek: The Next Generation card right, game. Right, right, and and uh, just for comments' sake, yeah. Who's the best captain? Okay, I will you're, say. Also, you're you you've been getting trounced, sir. That's fine. Brutally trounced. The, that's fine. You believe wrongly all you want. <laughs> oh, dude, you you're pouring gas on that fire. So I, I have read a little bit and. Um, Picard, I, I'm sorry. Picard's number one. People, Cisco from uh, Deep Space Nine. I like Cisco a lot. He's a human. He gets angry, but, but he's like, I, are, are we really going? Are we going oh, yeah. here right now? Okay. And someone recommended right. the Orville. 
and I've been watching it. I've, I've only like six episodes in. I love that cap. I don't fucking know his name, but <laughs> uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane is his name. <laughs> well, I feel horrible though. Well, if you if you ever watch our actual play, Brian you know, Griffin. I don't uh, remember names at all. Dewey. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, whatever. Captain whatever. from the Oroville. You know, all of us. I actually really like him as a as yeah. a captain. But so, uh, again, how, do you, how, do you, how do you feel about Kirk? Dude, I no, I'm I'm not playing this game anymore. I, I'm not throwing any fuel on this fire. You're the one who's always throwing fuel on the fire. I know, I know. You uh, guys feel however you want about uh the various I think he's better than the Voyager caps. Like I think underneath the Orville is Kirk. I'll put him there. And then Oh dude, you you don't realize yeah. the the you don't realize the kerosene, the 55-gallon drum of kerosene you just dropped. I'm pivoting as rapidly as possible. We've been talking a bunch. All right, pretend that conversation never happened because because I'm gonna have so many people in the comments. Yeah, sorry, but just yeah, you're burning, the one who who just burning it to the ground. You're the first person who responds to the comments. I might come in later, but yeah, you're the after I put all the fires out, you're gonna you're gonna roast some marshmallows. Um, no, uh, the, the, I, I do want to pivot because, uh, in terms of the, I, and I think we've said quite a bit on kind of the character creation yes. and, and, uh, the player side, I think, um, and I don't know that this was the original co- intention in the coining of the term, um, the illusion of choice, but it absolutely applies. And as with so many other videos, I think DMs should be considering, uh, Illusion of choice can be a monster tool. And I want to emphasize can be a monster tool in a narrative first story first game. Okay. um, I can think of many applications in which you might want to apply uh, an illusion. An example that I was kind of laying out for you is uh, we are, and, and when I say tool, I specifically mean, a tool that is utilized for the maintenance of pacing at your mm-hmm. table. That uh, maybe you've created this awesome, you know, you've got this awesome dungeon. Your players for the last three sessions have been slogging their way, working their way, you know, toward that big boss battle. Um, and we've talked about in another episode about the. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm confused. Uh, on a DM and the PM, I was talking about one of the jobs. different shows, dude. Just, <laughs> Get us together. But, but I was talking about one of the jobs of the DM, uh, or at least uh, in that narrative first space, being keeping their finger on the pulse of the table, mm-hmm. um, and and kind of creating a feedback loop uh, where your your players every session are kind of telling you through their energy level, through their engagement, what they're wanting out of that session, the next session, you okay. know, these, um, and so the, the example that I was talking about with you is let's say you've been fighting your way towards this boss. Yeah. And, uh, maybe, maybe the series of encounters that I had laid out were a little more aggressive than I anticipated and you really got the tar right, right, beat right. out of you. Stupid dice. Um yeah, I mean sometimes it's players too. It could no, be it could it's be only the dice. It's, I'm it's, always it's perfect. The DM fucked up or I rolled poorly. <laughs> <laughs> we we are basically blameless. Um but you know like I could see where you know maybe maybe in my original schematic I went I I think there's a you know they've got two more rooms of uh, you know, 
very potential combat or traps or, you know, who knows what. Um, but the finger on the pulse of the table is that these last three sessions have just yeah. ground them down. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of people, I think, who are going to take take issue with this framing of the well, illusion did, I just went to, I went to war at the Star Trek that, That's people. true. Actually, that's the perfect time to bring it up. <laughs> uh, no, but I think I think the idea that you guys, you know, maybe I, I, in my original schematic, know that you've got two more rooms to walk through, and I just go, like, where you are by way of attrition, you're a bit, where your abilities have been worn down to, your health, your... Yep. This is going to be a really good, a really good, like, challenging uh, boss confrontation. Yeah. Maybe those two rooms don't exist. Maybe you open that door and uh, the boss is there. And and that might not sound like the illusion of choice. Well, say there's three doors, and you know, yeah. maybe I just go like, like thematically, narratively, we need some contrast here. We need to know that this is done. We need to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, I I know that there's going to, and this is why I frame this as the narrative first the story first cuz i think in a in a real sandbox game yes where there's almost no use for it yeah narrative or from a dm perspective um but i i think to 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 say that there aren't times where you look around your table and go like they need a fight right now or they don't need another fight right, right now right right and you might know precisely what's behind that next door and you go like well, hopefully as a dm you have a somewhat good idea well, yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> you should know what's behind that next door, but but you might you might in real time decide yeah. that, uh, and and that's the illusion part of it. I think is is there are times where you might strip, you know, there have been uh, what I'll call sub objectives in aspects of our game that as you're moving through it it's just becoming more and more obvious to me that the sub-objective is not going to have the importance I thought it would. And that sub-objective may be carried through three rooms of a dungeon or something like yeah. that, four rooms of a dungeon. And I'll just, I'll just pull them out. I mean, and, and the thing is, is that like how much that falls into the illusion of choice. Um, but, but it is, it's, it's the illusion. It, it's the illusion that like, again, the second that you make it, you know, do you want what's behind door number one, door number two, right, door number three? Right, right, right. Well, it doesn't matter what it you pick. It's all boss battle. <laughs> uh, you know, and, I mean, that truly is the yeah. the DM side of uh, illusion of choice. And and I will say, uh, even in a narrative uh, story forward game, you know, kind of the what has become kind of the 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 modern ethos fifth edition uh, style game. Uh, that is a tool that you should wield with the utmost caution and yeah. respect because you are removing your player's agency. You absolutely are. There's no two ways about it. And and I like this is why I would say it's not, here's the deal. There's three doors in front of them. And no matter which door they pick, yeah, it's going to be what you want. It's to, it's yeah. what I want. Well, why why not just make one door then? Like, why have three doors? You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like you have created this farce. And this is why I say, because I think there are many people out there, both in in, in the fifth edition space and and in other editions, other systems, who um, really one of the big joys they get as a DM is mm -hmm. dungeon design. 
They uh, love building out these intricate dungeon okay. spaces. And when you've done that, and when you've you're married to that, yeah. there's no way in hell you're you know especially fuck if you the like players. made the model and everything like oh, painted well, well, everything. Well, that. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you see some of the people just do immaculate do dungeon things. work. Um, and 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 I I can imagine someone who who, uh, it is that invested in. Yes. They are hearing what I'm saying, and going like that's utter blasphemy, and I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. I'm not. Like I said, I I it is a ripcord in well, the most urgent of situations. But I I try to outline on this channel tools at our disposal, not tools you should use regularly yes. or even. It may be a tool you should never no, use. No, no, I think you've been saying there. that only do what you say all the time. <laughs> well, obviously, do do what I say because it's the best choice. Yes. No, uh, but... Uh, uh, from the player's side, so the... Well, I hear what you're saying, uh, for sure. Um, honestly, like, if you're saying, like, hey, I, I recognize I'm listening to my players. I'm changing my world to make sure that my players are having a good time. That sounds nice to me. Well, I think again that 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 is the the line drawn right. is should worlds be agnostic of the characters in them, uh-huh. even the protagonists, you know, yeah. or and and I think this really helps to carve out some of the chasm between that old school style play, which really I think is an a, a character agnostic space. Yes, yes. Um, but again, the reason I frame it as there are absolutely times where you just you you've got that metronome going right, right, right. and you go you know you know what i i it's three rooms away but what's going to light this session on fire is they open this next door and it's the kennel masters it's the kennel and the kennel master that encounter is just going to be like like i mean to it, yeah. So it's not always removing content or adding content. It might be even moving moving content around sometimes. It all clearly falls under the illusion of choice. And well, I like I said I I advocate that with absolute caution yeah, because I no, don't sure. think it's something to be uh utilized lightly. Well, the to me it sounds a big difference is why what is the motivation behind this illusion of choice? If the illusion if your motivation behind it is like, well, I need these guys to do this thing because that's what I want, and it doesn't matter what path they're going to doing. And that's a selfish thing, right? So that I don't want that. That could be very, very harmful. Versus, if the motivation is I recognize what my players are desiring and what they're needing, and they need this, then the motivation is a is is a giving one, right? Well, I would also say sometimes what the players need is a bigger challenge than what you had. I mean, like I was laying out a scenario where you got the shit kicked out of you. And now I'm, 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 I'm recognizing you're not going to be good for too much. Right. Right. But alternatively, it could also be that you waltzed through the early portion of my dungeon. I went like, Holy crap. I gotta like, you know, it, sometimes what the players need is to not be as intact as they are when they get to the boss. And, and so there's that, that aspect of the illusion as well. Yes. I have a feeling I'm going to hear, comments on this this per- portion of the, the conversation right. and i i really do want to hear them because i want to hear um I, I will say actually this is not a practice that i engage in but i can see uh why it falls into the category of this topic i can think of one instance definitively where uh i just shucked and it was specifically a sub-objective in a there was a whole there was a whole kind of 
parallel, you can call it a side quest if you want, but par sure. a parallel quest. And um, it just, it was rapidly becoming apparent that it wasn't going to be meaningful given the meaning that was being found in the main oh, gotcha. thread that you guys were pulling. And I just went like, I'm not going to muddy these waters. It had nothing to do with scaling difficulty or anything like that. Um, but I just, I lopped an entire wing off of my dungeon just because I went this, like the, yeah. the, the pace that you guys were on, you guys were like, uh, you know, and I, and I just went narratively speaking, this is only going to serve to derail that energy. Yeah. And I just went, I, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'd love to hear the comment in yeah. the comments, uh, from, uh, people out there uh, that I guess that would specifically be DMS, uh, you know, when are do you feel about your dungeons the way I do about dice? Like I'm, I'm not about fudge. Like, you know, I'll never fudge my dungeon. If there's right. a room there, there's a room there, and that's just is what it is. No matter players be damned. Yeah. Um. You know, and like I said, I respect yeah. the hell out of that. I think well, it's just a different way of, uh, a a different level of attachment to yeah uh, to that. And as us as players, we honestly don't know what's going on. Well, so that's a that's a big. The reason I was talking about wielding that with just absolute delicacy uh maybe not wielding at all it might be like the behind the glass like you break during an emergency kind of uh right 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 um and like i said i i um i really i'm not sure i can think of a time in which i have utilized it but i can think of circumstances in which i might want to and i'd rather have that tool floating around in my mind um, but a really good example, and this is something that D&D wouldn't necessarily suffer from, but a really good example of how that comes back to bite you in the ass yeah. uh, is the Mass Effect ending. The end The end of the Mass Effect trilogy, what I'm going to call the three colors ending. Yeah. I've never beaten, I, so I've, I've beaten I, one and two, but I never played three. Okay. Uh, three, well, I'll say mainly, mainly because I played like a stupid amount of multiplayer in three but uh but oh, i remember I, I think we even played some yeah, uh, yeah I was smashing things with krogan yeah, no, that was fucking baller. Um, but what i'll say is you know when when you have a franchise that like mass effect that was toting from square one this massive world that you were going to shape and have influence in and they really leaned into this you know your character's decisions are going to matter yeah um when you get to the end, huge spoiler here. If you uh, that, that game is it's pretty it's old enough, I don't feel bad on spoiling <laughs> it. But if you're actively playing through it, I also don't want to spoil it for you. So if you're actively playing through it for the first time, this is going to be a spoiler for you. Uh, maybe click away now. But um, you know, to have your all of your actions over the course of three games, importing your character, moving, you know, right, 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 right. Um, boil down to effectively a decision that is literally color-coded and then like a series of cut scenes of like your decision wiped out all organic life your decision wiped out synthetic you know technology and you know it, you know like you know, i didn't to, know any of this you just destroyed rest of well you should have clicked away sorry but uh <laughs> no but it's it, it's just the deal where that that is a perfect example now in Dungeons and Dragons, it doesn't yep. suffer from the ailment of I can load up another character, play all the way through, and make a different decision at the end, mm -hmm. or even just load up my last yes, save, yes, yes, and make a decision. And but if you if you want to 
understand how dangerous wielding that is as a DM. Look at the reaction to people who loved that franchise, invested hours and hours, game after game, playing through that franchise, only to be handed the classic three-door option where behind every door was essentially the same room. Yeah. Uh, it's a really, really good breakdown of of how bad it feels as a player, and certainly, I actually think how bad it feels as a DM when you so blatantly rob them of the opportunity to make a decision that that is of their own man. You know, they're manifesting their own decisions to right. to finish a story or begin a story or anywhere in between. Um, so I think the illusion of choice on, on the DM side, like I said, I, I try to outline any of the stuff we talk about as like, as uh, here, here it is in its tool form. So you can grab it should you need it. But I, I really think that's one of the ones that I I would almost caution more than almost any other. And Um, and I want to add to that because God, that, that would suck if ever I did that, I loaded it up and then like, Oh, it's the same. You're saying it's like the cutscenes are just like. Slightly very slight variations on the cutscenes. It's literally the characters who are in the cutscenes, like because you you know you know synthetics and you know organics, and it's just like, well, did you condemn all of your uh, organic friends to die, all of your synthetic friends to die, or like I said, the green ending? I don't actually remember the specific color coordination. One of them is like the the you you were so good that you managed to you know it's like more of a symbiosis kind of a right. but but it really it's it's more a matter of uh well, it's a feels bad yeah well my my because i originally was like well my I, I like 10 minutes ago was like you know i can't see why it'd be bad that the the dm is changing it in behalf of their players that they're taking into account what the players are doing but i was thinking i think i don't know if we hinted at it that Oftentimes, players don't know what they like. Kind of hinted at it, you know. We don't know what we want. Like, for example, if we're like, "Oh man, I don't know if they can handle this next challenge. I don't know." Throw it at us. See, can we overcome? Can we? Can we? Can we make this happen? Maybe we have to run away. Maybe we're gonna have. But that, if we always come and always winning all the time, and not being super challenged. I, I mean, super challenged, where we're like. Ah, uh, this is we're we're on the doorsteps of death right, here. Right, right. Like y- you need those moments. Yeah. So like, I was before I was kind of like, yeah, just change whatever you want. I now I'm like, I don't know if I would because you are really hindering your players exploring all their options. Yeah, you're you're. I mean, no doubt the the side effect is you've robbed them. Yeah. Of their ability to make a bad decision. Right. You and know, it, and and that's a that's. That's a big part of the game is yes. allowing them to do that. And and I would want to yeah. emphasize specifically in that context, I think it's a far better motivation to to do something like that for uh narrative pacing reasons than for mechanical. difficulty mechanical yeah. reasons. Okay. Because not only are you robbing them of that next room, which might have, you know, whatever you're robbing them of all of the good and bad decisions they made up to that point. Because mm. because maybe the reason they're hurting is because of bad decisions. Yeah. Maybe the reason they're hurting is because, you know, maybe maybe they took the hard road because right. it was the right thing to do. 
you know that you robbed them of you robbed them of the the RP decisions they made in that moment. Yep. You were so it, like I said, it, this it's and this really I I, mean, I don't think I've ever caveated it on this show. I try, like I said, I try to frame things in terms of like DM tools. These are yes. this is a lever you could pull. Um, just pointing and saying there's a lever you can pull. Think of it as a big red button. That is not the. <laughs> that is not like hey, you should you should use this regularly. <laughs> you should always do. You know, no. I, I mean, like I said, some some of them are. I mean, some of them could really be damaging to your table, to your campaign, to the trust you hold with your player. I mean, yep. um. But when we were talking about this, I you know I couldn't help but think about like, are there times in which a DM could utilize as a tool the illusion of of being able well, to have have a decision? Yeah, and the answer is absolutely they yes. could. Yes, yes. Should they? Is is that's a that needs to be a table to hit by table decision? Yes, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I just, I just thinking like the negative side of it, but yeah, I think it's a, like you're saying. I think an interesting tool, and I don't know. This is interesting. This is a good conversation. Yeah, I think illusion of choice. Um, again, I think it it's it's something that it has to be baked in. The more the more, uh, I'm not sure I want to use complex. I'm going to use it, but I'm not sure it's the the, the preferable word here. But yeah. the more complex a system would be to at least to balance. Yeah. Um, I think the more prone it is to suffering from the illusion of choice, because like I said, I, I might want to hand you tons of options, right? But the lack of balance within those options is ultimately what is going to, to guide uh, players towards a more optimized set of options versus a less optimized and I'd say if like, that's their prerogative. Yeah, and I'd say the lethality of IV kind of takes it away, except for like feats, because feats are so where you have to choose between ASIs or feats, and you only get to do it once every four levels, or you know, fighters and rogues can break that a little bit, but that that really limits your choice. Right. Yeah, so I so I, I can see that for sure. Um but I still think like without that, you need that balance. Otherwise, like especially when you have such a widely popular game as five E D D, like well, yeah, I mean, I think, it, again, in Lesser of Two Evils, no doubt, yeah, is, that's is if you could choose between having yeah. uh, a reasonably balanced system that has all the trappings of illusion of choice yeah. or uh, a system that is truly wide open on choice. And and, uh, and here's the thing I'll say is it's a little counterintuitive. I actually think the solution is to just give them fewer choices Um, because, uh, and this is, I think this is kind of the hallmark of true, both rules light and options light systems is that if there's no rules, if there's no specific rules for doing the thing you want to do, you just do it. You just say, I want to do this. And there's no, there's no power. There's no ability. There's no. um, And I think that when you, when you kind of by stripping away the options, you actually, like, let's say there was a no option system. You're just Josh, and you can you do whatever you want. Like, you say, I want to pick up a sword, I want to pick up a bow, and, you know, it's classless. It's yeah. Do you have fewer options because, because of that? 
I mean, you in some regards, you could argue you have more options. They're just not laid out for you. Yeah, yeah. And and so I think that's where, and that's why, like I said, I really wanted to outline this as an yeah. options-heavy yeah. spaces are, like are, are the trappings. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with options-heavy systems. I I mean, 5e is one of them. Yeah. Uh, there, are, there are many out there, but um, I think it's symptomatic. It's just yeah. kind of part of uh, the design that hasn't been overcome yet of those types of systems yeah. um, that they they have to kind of wear um, some of that illusion though I think I like your your framing on it uh, that that I don't know that you can lay that illusion at the feet of the system mm. sure they've given you a bunch of feats and some of them are like really yeah. Well, that's you as a player. Yeah, like you can, especially you in take 5e. it or take it or don't. It's yeah. an option. It's still yep. a choice. Yes, it's still a choice, especially in five e where you like you don't do the most optimized thing. You know, you can still probably do. You'll you'll be okay. Right, right. But yeah, um, I don't know that uh, I got a huge amount more. No, I think we've done it. We've uh, we've. I don't know. Uh, I feel like we've reached an ending point. I'm sure yep. there's lots of and oh, you in the comments. There's, there's so much to be said on every topic that we do. To there's always so might, much. There more might to be, be many said. a flame war on this I, conversation. I, oh, I forgot, dude. You you just you were just reminded me. You're welcome. Of all of the hey, let them have it, guys. Captain <laughs> of all of the Star Trek captain rep that I'm. Why I'm is it hear. such anyway? It's, what it is what it is. It's um no, uh, aside from your favorite captain and and uh every other episode I got throw that in there. Yeah, I think I think it's 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 keeping it going. It's feeding the algorithm anyway. So um no, but uh I, I would actually I would love to hear uh really any thoughts you have because illusion of choice is really kind of this you know, I think you can be a love it or hate it. You know, I don't like a system that has illusion of choice. I don't mind that it's there. I love systems that are uh, have all sorts of options, even if they're not all good options. Right. Um, you know, I I want to hear, uh, but I I know I'm going to hear, and I would love to hear uh, on the DM side. Uh, are there aspects of the quote unquote illusion of choice that you think are relevant to running your games? Uh, and the ones that I laid out, uh, you know, how how do those manifest or not manifest mm. uh, in your own games? Uh, I'd love to hear any of that. So, yeah, um, I, I was just gonna say, why don't you just take us on out there, brother? Unless you've got something, unless no. you got something fancy pants. Oh, I got nothing fancy pants. We've got we've got zero fancy pants here uh, today. So, Mister Wines is taking us out. The world is yours.